Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkouts. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, yeah. exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work. We'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. <laughs> Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? I would say double. I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross Patterson Day. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We were doing power yoga together. Yes. Power yoga on Mother's Day, stretching it it's out. It's just a tradition of ours. Uh, just power yoga back to back. What we do is we turn up the heat in our house. Yes. We get it. We get it to a nice 118. Perfect. Perfect temperature. And then we do back to back. Power yoga and the nude we for boil Mother's water. Day. We boil yes, water on yes. the stove so it's got yep. a little bit of steam and humidity you in bet. the place. Yeah. We have a we have a nice dinner of we beets and we sun smoke chokes. cigars and blow them throughout the house. And then we, we also have part of your afterbirth um that we make into a stew. Placenta smoothies. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And we make into a stew and smoothies. Uh, it keeps you younger. Okay, I can't. Uh, you can't do that anymore? I can't do it anymore. It's starting to... That up. voice you heard is the j- is the Jablers. Uh, mm. She's a mother. Hey. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. watch you are, it. You're a mother. What? You're a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, you are. Um, and uh, happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day. Thanks, I really appreciate it. I you really... kiss your mouth with that mother? <laughs> what what no you kiss your mother with that mouth yeah you kiss your mother with that mouth <laughs> do you uh yeah i do I yeah do. yeah i don't use another mouth <laughs> the same don't use mouth. another mouth yeah same mouth same yeah mouth. it was a good day man it was yeah, a, good a good day, day. i carb loaded like i was fucking gonna run a marathon you did which i'm not gonna do you're not going to right? not going to but mm-hmm. i decided that on my day sure it always Carved goes it back up. to it always goes back to food with it yeah. with me, doesn't it? It really does. It really does, James. It really is just like the best thing about life. Sure, sure. You know? Sure. 
You really um, went full pastries, Italian, the whole thing. Yes. It was I, your day. It was my day. And, and I, what I, I, I chose tell you, to do. I was do. like, look, whatever you want to do on yeah. your day, it's Mother's Day. Whatever <laughs> you want to do, you can do. Yeah. Um, so you I, did it. Yes, I did. I did you it. You slept. You got yes, some sleep. I slept. Yeah. I slept. You ate. I had a nap, like midday nap. Did you, watch like, any, did you watch any murder today? Did you watch any murder? I watched one snapped. Um, and then I just watched a bunch of um, Housewives. Oh, God damn I it. I know. You know, I don't what, usually. What is, it? what is it about I, the Housewives? Like, I, don't I, don't, usually... I don't get it. I, don't, I just don't get it. They're, they're... I don't know. It's, it's the drama that they make happen. Like, it's all fake. Like, they all put them. What city were they in today? What city Today, were unfortunately, they had an Atlanta marathon, which. Right. Is that if, all black? Is that white? Yes. Okay. It's all black, and they're all either married to or divorced from NFL players, um, basketball players. So, like, the sure. husbands that are on sure. it, men would be like, oh, shit, that's fucking, right? Right, right, right. Well, because that's what I find hilarious about the Real Housewives of Atlanta. <sighs> Obviously, I'm from Atlanta. Um, sure. Therefore. If they were going to shoot the real how the real housewives of Atlanta, I mean, they get hood. No, like they really no, get hood. They don't. Hood. They, they don't go okay into like the fucking hood. Like let's be okay. honest, They're, these are all rich. No, no, no. Women yeah, 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 yeah. Who are, like they may act hood. Mm-hmm. They are definitely not hood. All of those pictures and insert shots of the city and things that they're going to, like, right. oh yeah, we're in Atlanta. You're, they're nowhere near those parts of the city. Because um, to be real about it. You'd be living off of of a fucking I twenty over by the airport, or you'd be right. down in Techwood, and it's like you want to see real. Like right. real is when you they they have a curfew at like eleven o'clock at yeah. night. That's real. Um, what down I, there. What I will say about the housewives too is that being on that show is basically a recipe for divorce. Yeah. So yeah, every single one of them, obviously. once they get yeah, once they get on the show, right, end up getting a divorce so well, now it's like a couple people on the show are like and, and here, here's my divorce. theory behind that is these women usually famous uh these women usually marry famous athletes or like you said um do yeah rich like that. dudes sure yeah. rich dudes because they're trying to get get out you know trying yeah. to get out of the fucking yeah beverly hills totally too, like <laughs> but what happens is this same with beverly hills same with yes, the white women yes, in beverly hills yes, yes. So i'm not gonna I'm, yeah. I'm not it's i'm not even gonna go by a race barrier right, both, right, both, right. both of them then they get a little bit of fame mm-hmm. and then yes. they're like oh well shit i didn't really want to fucking marry that dude anyways or marry up or marry into the shit i'm famous on my own i'm gonna do my own shit now um, so then they get divorced, and then that turns into a whole thing. Well, beware. And then, yeah. but, but, but the problem is you get divorced at that age, and it's like, oh, great. I'm going to be a cougar. I'm going to be a fucking cougar. Well, the dude, the younger dudes are fucking. Like, uh, who's the Kelsey Grammer's ex-wife? What's her name? Camille. Yeah. The uh, Camille, Camille uh, Parker Bowles. Is that it? No, no, I think that's uh, that's Prince Harry's <laughs> that, yeah, wife. Yeah, that sounds yeah, a whatever. little bit too. So the the, the Camille chick, you know, that, that that really is the prince's. Uh, yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of England's new wife. I knew um, that wasn't right. No. I don't know much, guys. You don't, you don't. But uh, with her, she had an IBS problem. Uh, Kelsey Grammer's wife, and then got on the show and was like, "Fuck it, I'm famous, or whatever." And then you know, yeah, Kelsey Grammer was like, "Look, I'm tired of you shitting all over the house." Um, well, but let's be real. Um, but now she's like, I fuck younger dudes. And it's like, ah, eh, 
kind of, but like it's because you have a lot of money, and these younger dudes in L.A. need a fucking a life to live, and it's just like, yeah, they'll stick around for that. But let's not forget the fact that you're shitting your pants all day long. You're um, taking nine. Are we, you're taking nineteen shits. Are we dismissing the fact that Kelsey Grammer is like a crazy cokehead, horrible serial cheater? And we're just being like, just because she shits all over the house, that he she should be left. Yeah, because here's the deal. The not only shocked thing by I'm not not shocked by Kelsey Grammer like that that whole not shocked by that. So I think yeah, when, when you when you marry Kelsey Grammer, you know that going in of like, oh hey, cool, this is part of it. He's gonna be unfaithful. He's gonna do blow. He's probably gonna be an asshole. And you marry into that, you know, you know what you're getting out of it. You're not changing him Kelsey in Grammer, right? You're not changing. You're not. When what year did they get divorced? 2011. Yeah, you know what you're getting out of Kelsey Grammer. And if you're gonna tell me throughout that that marriage wasn't open, where it was just like she was like, "Look, I'm I'm taking yet another shit. Why don't you just go and fuck that girl from you know the waitress from uh, Metzaluna? Like, mm-hmm. just go." Just I get it. I get. It. I can't stop shitting. Just you can great, go fake that. What a great Mother's Day rant. I no, mean, no, no, no. Really, but, but just so great. Now, but that's that's the housewives. That, that's the that's housewives, housewives. But I think the deal sitch. is beware of a woman that has been oppressed. Beware of her finding either fame, yep. money, and 100%. independence because she's then going to be able to decide whether the I'm fuck she wants to be with woman. you or not. It's all in me. Yeah, uh, for sure. And, and Do you know then, what I mean? Like, so, so I think they, I think she they gets bounce. to decide. It's th- a yeah. different situation. But so. I, think, I think they bounce and then, then they get out of it and they're fucking miserable and they're trying to date younger Sometimes, guys and the whole yeah. thing. There, there's... Can you name a happy ending for one of those fuckers? It doesn't seem happy to me, but I don't know what their marriage was like before that for however many years. One of them was married for like 20 years and was just like, dude, like, but they, you know, the men too get a little bit, um, it feels weird for them to have their women making a bunch of money and being filmed 24 seven. I don't think it's good for a relationship. No, it's not. So there's a None couple, of there's All a the way couple around. things that happen, but you know, they get to a point where, hey, all the way around, it's I'm not good. good. It's yeah. not. It's not really. I don't good. think it's great. Like if if you get asked any one of you, like okay, so Southern Charm is like slowly moving where they did Charleston. Now they're doing Savannah. Like, are they gonna come to Wilmington? Don't worry, I'd say no, babe. But no, no they're they're. I, you I don't know, think Wilmington. By, by the way, you, a, you had you had a Southern Charm on the other day. Mm-hmm. What a what a fucking crack just, of horseshit. What, what a crack did I of tell you? I told but, you. But all of those people are just worthless. Like the, worthless. the one dude was sitting down with his parents. He was thirty years old and was just like, "Sure, maybe older." I can't. I can't make a decision on what I want to do in my life. I think I want to open up a business. Yep. And he's like, "But I don't want to open up a business because that means I'm gonna have roots somewhere, and mm. I don't want to be settled down." And the parents were like, "What the fuck, bro? You're thirty. Like, yeah. figure your shit out." Figure and then, it out. And literally, it's a cutaway to an interview of him going. You know, I just I I just don't want to let my parents down. That would be the most disappointing thing in the world. And I don't want to that would just ruin me. I would feel so heartsick and damaged. It's like, "Hey bro, Chaz or whatever the fuck your name was, uh you've already ruined their lives mm-hmm. years ago." Like you're this a is a nightmare yeah, of a child. You're you're still You're a disappointment. Continuing to be that disappointment and nightmare and the person that you you think that you aren't or you might, you know, not, you, like the disappointment you might not be, you are. Like mm-hmm. you're a, you're just a sack of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it's it was one of those things where I was like, man, what the fuck am I watching? Like, why is this on? Why why is this on television? Or these fucking I don't people? know. I I don't know. I I can't explain. I I can't explain why we like it. I can't. And I know it. It's like while you're doing it, you know it's God. like ridiculous, but you can't stop doing it. And I. So, Whatever so, on so my take, day, I'm not gonna fucking. Yeah, it's your day. Your day. <laughs> apologize gonna, for it. I'm not gonna. I don't I'm make not gonna you. Shit on it. I don't make you ever watch it. Do you know what I mean? I'm never. It's never. It's always like a sure, shame. Sure, sure, sure. Like I put on the phone in the bathtub with like a box of. Well, no. Well, whenever I come home and I, I turn on the TV, it's on Bravo. Then I know, like, <laughs> and then like going gunning through the DVR and seeing 19 Southern Charms tapes is, I feel is like I, I, oh. That's... Well, I hear a little tone in your voice. Yeah, but I'm like, ah, doesn't don't you watch that all the time? Is there a reason that you need to watch the other 19 that went along? Like, um, strange, strange. But I'm not gonna again. I'm not gonna judge you for it. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna leave that alone. Uh, my my guilty pleasures, by the way, are, are completely realistic. Where it's just like I know they're shitty on purpose. Like like that's a li- what I just said. No, but like a Lifetime movie. Like I watch, I don't want I, real people's real people. Where you're just like, uh, there's a real like I'm watching some like a, a piece of shit real person. At least some what I'm watching is like bad television because it's it's on purpose. Where you're just like, oh shit, mm-hmm. this is lifetime. Like they had two weeks to shoot this movie. It's gonna be fucking awful. And I'm right, gonna, I do like that too. So do I. Like I, I buckle up for that. Real people's lives like that. Where I'm just like, oh god, I hate you. Mm-hmm. Like I end up hating the people. I hate all the people from uh, the housewives. Yep. Um, I hate all the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. I hate I hate all of those people. Right. Like in real life, where you're just like, ah, yeah, I wouldn't even want to fucking have a drink with you. Yeah. Like just not one, you know. But like one of the actors from the Lifetime movies, I'd want to sit down with him and be like, fuck. Yeah. Right. They're Let's fucking fucking stew. nightmares. Let's fucking stew over this bullshit. You don't want to hang out with an actor. They fucking Rob Lowe. Suck. When he played Drew Peterson, it got me. Like I'd hang out with Rob Lowe and have a fucking and be like, hey, dude. How hilarious was that Drew Peterson movie you did on Lifetime? I mean, he'd probably be like, yo, it made me like 250K. The only thing- I was on set for eight days. It was fucking great. It was great. The only thing I hate more than talking to other actors about acting is I talking to- talk to them to- about acting, yeah. But I, well, I would be like, they, hey, they hey, man, do, that Lifetime though, movie. Because like, man. we, uh, by, by the way, for, for the audience at home, like I've done you know, a gajillion goddamn movies. Like when you sit down with friends or people who've done a lot of movies- you ask point blank, like, hey, you know this is a piece of shit, right? Mm-hmm. And some of them don't. Some, but, but 90% you're just like, ah, that was a piece of shit. And those conversations are fun where you're like, oh, so what did you do? Because you usually do something fucked up in it mm-hmm. um, just because you, like, you realize it's either bad or like it's, you're having a miserable experience. Um, and I, I did it once on film, by the way. It's a... It's a we were not planning this, but I'll, I'll fucking tell the story. I don't give a shit. This is really funny. Somebody posted a picture of, of they were watching Accepted the other day mm-hmm. uh, on, and uh, I, ha- I hated working on that movie. I just mm-hmm. I hated it. It was a miserable experience. And so there was one scene where they kept pushing my scenes to the end of the day and at night. So you had like the last shot of every scene. They were letting Jonah Hill improv. And have fucking, you not told this story yet? I have not. Uh, they were letting Jonah Hill improv and they were letting uh, Justin Long improv. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, but I, and I didn't get to, and I'm like, let, let's face it, like daddy's the best at it. Um, so anyways, there was one scene in this movie where 
Uh, they, they, I knew they needed this shot. It was the last shot. They had already gone into overtime. There was nothing they can do. So I just started screaming and making like the wildest faces you could possibly make in the in the background of the scene because I knew like I had to be in this scene, but I didn't have any lines in this scene, and I was just like, oh my god, I, fuck this for the day. Like I'm I'm done with this. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I knew this it would make the cut, and they couldn't. I knew editing well enough at that point, and I was just like, this is gonna be in there. So I was like, <laughs> like. I mean, just like a like a an absolute crazy person. And if you watch that movie, just just comb through it and you'll find this one two second clip of me being an absolute crazy person in this mm-hmm. thing for, for zero reason. No like, reason. Zero reason whatsoever. And like mm-hmm. sometimes you know as you're working on this shit, like, hey, either you don't like it or you you do or whatever. And it's like having these little conversations is fun. So I'd love to sit down with Rob Lowe and just be like, hey man. The Drew Peterson thing. When they were putting on, because Drew Peterson had a mustache in this Lifetime movie, mm-hmm. Rob Lowe had this shitty mustache in this movie. Right. Like, I mean, it, it looked like it was pasted on with like, what's the child's paste that you use? Yeah, or Elmer's glue. Or yeah, 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 yeah. So, so like, I, I, I would love to ask him, like, hey, as they were putting that Elmer's glue on your face for that terrible mustache right. like were you laughing inside did you do anything to get did back at it like it? Yeah. yeah yeah what 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 was it what was it about you know cuz usually all these things you walk away with something mm-hmm. where you're like oh i did this or this or this or this and uh, that conversation would be fun with Rob Lowe i think yeah if if they go there you know if they'll like say a bad word I hate when like people like won't talk shit about stuff. You know, I I get I get That's actually a trait that I hate in people. I got I get caught, not caught, but a director had heard me talking shit about a project that I did. Mm. And uh cannot do that. <laughs> well, I didn't give f- I, I I I don't like this guy. Uh our friendship ended nor nor would I do another movie with him, so I really don't give a fuck. But, I'm just saying in general, it's a huge no-no. I, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, dude, you don't shit on your other projects mm-hmm. or whatever. And I was just like, I think if you don't have a sense of humor about it and you make fun of what bad projects that you've done or whatever, like, I, I think that's part of it. And mm-hmm. like, I was like, I, I always like that about Clooney where like he was, he's always super self deprecating. Yeah. Him. About uh, Batman and about, mm. uh, what was the Once tomato movies? What was the tomato point, movies where uh, uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? He right. was in. Um, he's he's always really funny about those where you're just like, oh, all right, cool. Some people aren't where it's just like, all right, I know, cool. and I hate that. Yeah, because like uh, this this King Arthur came out this weekend. Uh, it made sixteen million dollars. The budget was one eighty five, and that's before P and A. P and A is marketing and advertising around the world, publicity and advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, Worldwide, you're probably looking at 250, 265. That opened up at 16 million dollars. Um, the studios, I mean, it, it's a, it's a fucking bloodbath f- for that movie, right? I wonder because Charlie Hunnam is the lead of that. Uh, he turned down the the what's what's the Fifty Shades of Grey? Yes, to do this King Arthur movie. Is that why? Yeah. Yes. yes oh, okay. Yeah, he okay. So. He was just like, oh, I really would really want to do this project, Ooh, whatever. And I was just boy. Like, I don't want to. Baby, baby. Yeah. Uh, okay. And he could have been a global phenomenon Ooh, for doing fuck. that franchise. Sons right into fucking Fifty Shades. Exactly. So it was Sons, of, An- unstoppable. It was Sons of Anarchy mm-hmm. and the Fifty Shades of Grey. 
He backed out, and not only that, but like a lot of people don't know this story. He backed out so late of Fifty Shades of Grey, and that, and that at the time there was no bigger project in town where everybody was fighting to do Fifty Shades. What of Grey. was this? What did he say was the reason? Well, he had accepted the role, yeah, and I know. then backed out like four weeks before shooting. So, like a movie of that budget and stature, they had to push it like six months. So, therefore. Production got pushed, everything got pushed, and it was just like, yo. I mean, people were really fucking pissed off in Hollywood. and uh, I think they just didn't understand. Well, as an actor, you don't... If you take a job... You don't do that. You, yeah, yeah, you don't do that. You don't do that four what weeks was before a shoot. He said that he didn't feel comfortable in the role um, and that he, he could do it justice or whatever. And like he, he had called... The studio or the screenwriter and, and said he wanted to make some changes to the script and they had said no, um, which uh, to me is, is usually a bold fucking move. Uh, one is a bold move, but it, it's also a cop out because it's, it's based on a book. So there's really not no. much wiggle yeah. room in, yeah, yeah, in yeah. an adaptation. It, where it, you're just there like, isn't much anyways. Like yeah. as an actor, if you think you have fucking any say over the lines that you're. Are you kidding exactly. me? Exactly. So and 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 so the the actor whoever did it, you're signed on for three movies. Um, so you got to do three. Which look, the last one crushed, but, but both of them. There's been two that's come out. They've both crushed. They crush. And then he did King Arthur and fucking uh, Shawboinkers. I wonder if that guy's a fucking dick. Uh, he doesn't I'm, seem like it in interviews, but I wonder if he is like just a little fucking back in the, uh, what I, what, what I will say is this, I had the same agent as him back in the day, like early, early on. And when I'm talking like, uh, cold mountain days, like he did mm-hmm. cold mountain and some other shit. And he was one of those, like, I'm only doing the projects I want to do like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the projects he wanted to do. I, ironically at the time when we had the same agents he had passed on another huge project and done a he did a, a movie called nicholas nickleby and it was hmm. yeah based on the book yeah, yeah. and it was supposed to be this whole thing it opened up at five million dollars he is a box office killer i know dude. and it's uh Stick but again TV. he had switched out of this other movie successful franchise to do mm-hmm. this fucking nicholas nickleby and it was just like Oh boy! And now this King Arthur, you're like, oh boy! Like, one of you, you could sit down and have an honest conversation with him about, hey man, you ever look back at uh, this and say, why the fuck did I do that? Um, so I don't know, but whether whether or not be honest about it uh, is is another thing. I have no idea. I can't get a real read on that guy at all. But um... I, I have a, I have a. Uh, th- this conversation actually came up about a week ago with with another buddy of mine who you know, um, our, our mutual friend, who we've been friends with for a long time, does terrible television. Uh, he's been on series for, I would say, 19 years now at this point. 19 years. I'm trying to think. <laughs> and he, he continuously gets these shows that last a long time. They're f- super boring and terrible. Um, uh uh-huh. I'm not going to say which network because that'll that will clue it in. <laughs> um, but and it's the same producer who's he's working with and whatever. And it was just like online. I, I didn't I, I didn't realize he had an Instagram account. So I started following him on Instagram. I was right. like, oh, shit. Um, he just didn't seem like that type of dude to have that. And I started following him on Instagram. And he was talking about like the excitement for this this upcoming show. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, 
but this show is terrible. Like you and you're still excited. They like, have to be. I, I, right. But I'm like, I would love to have a, a sit down and be like, hey, man, like you, you realize this was, you know, this was shit or this. Because there's movies that I've done that were shitty on like where I was just like, ah, I knew it. And I was I was it was great money or whatever it was. And I was like, fuck it. I don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. Um, there's also things that I've turned down where I was just like, uh, eh, I don't know, six years or whatever, that's gonna be a long time. Like, uh I don't know what the the final verdict is on that. There's there's others that are like, fuck, I was at, you know, I, I hung out with a lot of television stars at the fucking Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And some of some of them there were just like, yo, man, I, I'm just happy to be doing anything network. Didn't give a fuck what it was. Right. And it was like, all right. Yeah, and as you should be. Yeah, man. that I can respect. As you fucking should be. That I can respect. And like, fuck Barry Boswick, man. Uh, one of my, my, I would say my favorite actor on the planet. Yeah. Um, not only to work with, but to watch. Like, he's just always interesting. And he's the best. He's always great. But yeah. but Barry's, Barry's pretty blunt about it. He's just like, man, I if, if I can just get on network TV again, I'd be fucking. You'd be stoked. St- st- Back in. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. care what it is. It doesn't care what it is. Um, Network would be fucking lucky to have him on a show. I know, but they don't Jesus, cast him. Jesus, I know. They don't cast him. And he, he goes up for every fucking network. And I'm just like, yo, man, what There's the fuck? There's this other guy out there that's like the poor man's or the his doppelganger that's getting all the roles that he should be getting. This like white haired. I know it is. You know who it is. It's, it's Josh Brolin's dad, actually. Is it? It is. It's James Brolin. Um, yes. Yep. And because Boswick told me, he was just like, man, yes, it is going abroad. And it's just like, fuck. It's one of those where it's like he there's there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's a strange thing, man. We we went off on a tangent. We have sponsors. I know, we, need, we, have we have fucking sponsors, sp- man. We have sponsors, man. Um, f- look, f- first up, uh, sponsor wise, straightrazors.com. The greatest shave you will ever have in your entire life. Father's Day is coming up. If you want to get your father the greatest gift he could ever have in his, his entire life. True. Get him a dope-ass new shaving kit from them. And get, get him the cologne. Get him the aftershave. Get him all of it. Uh, I have it. It's the greatest thing ever. I love it. I use it every single day. Um, they are hardcore, diehard supporters of the show. Uh, Luke Webster and the boys uh, put out the finest products there is. And uh, they do it on a fucking classy level. So if you love the Ross Patterson Revolution, please go support and buy your shaving products from straightrazors.com. Use the promo code REVOLUTION. You get 20% off. Um, literally, I, I use this shit every day, and, and, and I love it. Like that, that's, that's a genuine thing. Go to straightrazors.com. Use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. They've also got like beard oils, uh, shampoo, hair conditioner, like everything. They're the best. The best in the biz, for real. Um, next up, we got StrikeForceEnergy.com. Oh, that was a Mother's Day Strike Force edition from the Jablers. Was that a gun? Was that? I who don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows what it is? StrikeForceEnergy.com. Strikeforce Energy is, is the tastiest, tiniest little tin pouch of liquid. It's liquid energy, and it goes squirts in every liquid available. It's ninety nine cents a pack. It goes in beers, waters, uh, Kool Aids, liquors, you name it. Um, and it's fucking delicious. It tastes like you know a million times better than Red Bull and all that other shit. Kick the can. You don't need the can anymore. 
You can get rid of the can. You can get rid of Red Bull Monster, all that bullshit, and throw it out the fucking window. Just get some Strike Force energy, squirt it in your fucking drink, and you're you're good to go for the rest of the day. It's better than five hour energy. Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. Type in the promo code Revolution. You get twenty percent off. They ship everywhere in the entire world. And they have a subscription of the Month Club and a 750 milliliter bottle if you need it. Uh, it's the best. Uh, go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use the promo code REVOLUTION. You get 20% off. Next up, and last but not least, at night she cries while he rides a steed, the first ever romance novel for dudes, Jables. Nay! Oh! oh you switched it I'm up. Mixed. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to find a noise that sounds a little bit like a horse. Yeah. Uh, yet another great Father's Day gift. It's the funniest book ever written. If you like Blazing Saddles or Range 15 or fucking any of that shit, or, you know, Eastbound and Down. It's uh, it's the greatest book ever written by the greatest author of this or any generation. Mm. Ross and Master Antonio Orenthal James Patterson. <laughs> um, and it's also on audible.com. We do the voices. They're all fucked up. It's all actors. Uh, it's great. It, it, it's, it's literally the only five-star book on Amazon and Audible, uh, which is shocking. Um, not really. No, I, I hired a bunch of actors. It was shocking. great. You were yeah. great in it. Everybody's Thanks. great in it. Uh, go to Amazon.com. I it's in bookstores everywhere. Yeah, I play Barnes the horse. In you it. play a lot of people. You play a child. You play a fucking Asian woman, a pregnant Asian woman. Yes. You do. Yes, I yeah. do a couple. I do a couple of them. Soon. What? Yeah, I'm, that's that's one of the characters. Oh yes. Uh, soon you. Uh, yeah, you play. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe someday soon. Yes. I guess. No, no, maybe someday soon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> move on with my day. So it's, it's, good. A, it's the funniest book of all time. Uh, t- t- it's, it's, a, it's a weird day. It's Mother's Day. Um, my stepbrother passed away today. I'm sorry about that. Weird. It is weird. Weird. Um, we weren't super close. Um, we'd spent, uh, he lived with me a couple years growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I definitely knew him and he was at a, every family function, but uh, wasn't super close uh, with him growing up. And I uh, got that news today. And um, it, it's strange. Um, you know, you have brothers and sisters. Yes, I have brothers. Yeah. And brothers. then I have stepsister. You have stepsisters. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've had you've had a stepbrother die, right? I did. You did. And yeah. same kind of thing where they were estranged. They had. They had issues. They were struggling. Their life was a struggle. Yeah. Whether it was addiction or just trying to figure out life or their emotions or their medications or whatever it is, like life was a struggle. Right. For this bro. As I think it was for your stepbrother too. You know, I I don't know what his real life was like, uh, if it was a struggle or or if it wasn't. Um, he had a he had a go he had a hard go of it. What I know of your step brother, well, he, he got in a he was in a car he was in a, a like a super bad car accident like mm-hmm. ten years ago and uh, lacerated. He lost a kidney, mm-hmm. lacerated his liver, some other things. So like, um, the, his death now was due to complications from that car accident. You know, years and years yeah. and years later. Um, but uh, yeah. That's always the biggest tragedy for me. Like when people like that die for whatever, like my stepbrother was a suicide 
Um, and it's just the most tragic part is that their life was a struggle. Like it didn't seem, you know, it was just right. like a hard life. You know, those people that they sure. just either they make life hard for themselves or life has been hard for them or whatever it may be, but it's always like a fucking, str- you know, like it's not just like, just be happy, man, or like just figure yeah, it out yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so that's the tragic part of that. I think when people like that pass away, it's just like, are they at more peace now? I don't know. But like, I don't either. it really is like, oh yeah. man, like you just never, you never quite figured it out, man, to just be Because with, 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 some, with, with some people you look back and you're like, did certain people have opportunities that were different or whatever? And it was I just like, I, no, I, I do in this case. Mm-hmm. Like, and he had opportunities that he didn't do and, and things that he, you know, um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't I don't know what it is. I, I don't uh I don't really know. But right. but it's been an odd day to say the least. Yes. Where you're like, all right, cool. Don't want to bring uh, it down, but that's just what happened. No, man. no, no. And, 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 but but I, I thought it would would, you know, uh be fine to talk to, mm-hmm. talk about on the show and talk to the audience about because it it's it's not like, you know, a lot of people listen to the podcast and they're like, Oh man, they probably don't go through any hardships or any any daily struggles and it's just like, yeah. Think cr- crazy things. Life happens, mm-hmm. and and you know, you you can choose to keep moving, moving, mm-hmm. um, uh, or uh, whatever, dwell on it, or 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 whatever. But right. uh, yeah, so uh, to Brian Lowry, rest in peace. Cheers, rest in Cheers, peace. Cheers, rest in peace. I, Hope I don't you finally uh, can get some some peace man and maybe it'll just be easier for you now yeah because I, 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 i'll you never feel know bad for his family back you know his yeah. kid and his immediate family and yeah, that's he's got two kids but uh, yeah yeah but it's, uh you, you never know what somebody's real no, inner struggle is you don't um and i i certainly didn't growing up so right. like who knows yeah who knows and, and again it wasn't like a fucking he killed himself or anything like that no. natural causes like uh you know but um Certainly, some things were were from his own doing, and right. uh, I, I don't know. Right, I don't know. Uh, but what does that? I mean, it makes you kind of think about life, right? And like how you live it. No matter how you felt about him, it's yeah. kind of just like yeah. Like my mine feels know. like I, I, for me, it feels like Survivor. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah, like, like dinner. My 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 get mine to a feels age, like Survivor, yeah. where it's just like. I uh I've lost a lot of family members mm-hmm. and a lot of friends like yeah. when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um where it was just like, oh, all right, cool. Like if you always hear that that story in the town where like a like a high school student dies. Yeah. Where you're like, oh man, this one student died. Like Tragic, it happened yeah. every year for, for me. Like for, I would say from eighth grade on. Mm-hmm. Eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, where somebody was 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 passing away and uh like a weird way where you're just like, oh shit. Like uh eighth grade was a, a girl named Emily Clauser, who was a was a friend of mine, one of my best friends, girlfriends. We were at the the, the movie The Doors, um, in theaters and mm-hmm. uh somebody had come in. We snuck in, you know, the whole fucking right. thing. We were super young. Uh we'd snuck in to see this this movie and um somebody had come into the theater. The fucking doors. And there was like twenty of us and they were like, Hey, Emily just died, like out and she because she died a couple blocks away. Right. And it was just like, holy shit. Um, and then like at the time, I remember, you know, because I was a kid and I was young mm-hmm. going through that. Uh, ironically, they played Candle in the Wind on the radio. Um, and 
I, I remember going through that and you're you're kind of thinking you're like all right cool this is like like the stand by me moment like this will be the one mm. person or whatever and then it just happened every year in our town uh, well we went to a big school too so like maybe that it was like yeah. 30 3200 yeah 3200 oh dang yeah so maybe that's something to do with it like uh the, the next year was a kid who um had gotten this it was it was like an allergy medication he had to get injected into him once a month. Okay. No big deal. Four, four people in the United States die of this every year from they have allergic reaction from the shot itself. Okay. Went to get a shot, same as he's gotten his entire life. Boom, had an allergic reaction to that shot. He was one of the four people and died. And it was just like, Holy shit. shit. Yeah, and I, I played basketball in the gym with him the day before, and you're like, fuck. Some of the other ones were like car accidents and, you know. Yeah. Drinking and driving, the usual, where you're like, all right, cool. Can I say I'm like, I'm the worst when people die or something like that happens. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know if you want to like, people want to talk about it or if you, if it's better to just not say it, act like it's it depends. It depends on who you are as a person. And, uh, and again, like I've gone through this so much in my life where it's like, there is some where you're like, all right. I I really want to talk to somebody. There 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 there's somewhere you're just like, man. I, heard I, this. I I feel lucky to be alive. The other part about it, and this is the biggest part of today, and then looking back at all like the past deaths and things was, you know, getting to 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 help write Matt Best's book with him mm-hmm. and going through, you know, what anybody in the military goes through in a war on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. It kind of desensitized me to death. Where you're like, all right. We're all alive for this day, but like nobody's guaranteed the next day. Right. So uh, after that, I was just like, all right. It, I, again, it feels like Survivor where you're like, uh, I'm alive today, but I don't I don't know how, how many days this is this is going to go. And like uh, I'm an impatient person in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, time. Uh, time matters the most to me in my life. Like anybody who knows me knows that, that time is money to me where it's just like because i don't feel that you have an, a, a lot of time here and mm-hmm. so i don't want it wasted by stupid shit mistakes or whatever it, it may be and uh uh with certainly help you know writing mats and going through all that you learn real quick where you're just like oh shit you really don't have a lot of time mm-hmm. on this earth like you just don't not anywhere near what you thought it would be and right. like, you know, I, I remember thinking back to kids like because today, you know, you're, you're trying to when I got the news today, you're, you're trying to think of like happy memories or things you went through. And like I, I remember his distinct conversation with him where where, you know, I, and I had this at, at the, the lunch table with my friends as well. of Like, I'm going to live forever. You mm-hmm. know, or, or I'll outlive you. I'll outlive everybody. Right, and, right, and right. Do whatever. And it was like, I remember my stepbrother saying this to me, um, man, I'm going to. You're gonna die first, and it's gonna be, you know, I'm gonna show up to the funeral and, and a limousine and all this stuff. And you're like, uh, things you do as kids, and, and you, you talk about it. And like, um, uh, same with high school as well. And like, one of my. Well, that's like the definition of being young, isn't it? Like yeah. Believing that you're going to you're live going forever. You're going to live forever. Yeah. And that moment that you realize you aren't is when you grow up. Yes. That's your official, like, I'm grown up moment. Yeah. And, and like, I remember in high school, it was the same way. Uh, we we used to we used to have the same high school table of best friends 
we would sit together and talk and, and be like, oh, man, I'm going to live right. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this. And I'm gonna do this. One of our best friends from high school died mm-hmm. probably about four years out, out, out of high school, like uh, five years uh, out of high school. And it was just like, oh, shit. That, I mean, that conversation came to, to life real fast within right. five years where you're just like, all right, cool. Yeah. I've had this with my college friends, too. Where it was just like, I, who do you think is going to be the first to die? And we've had this discussion before. And like, uh, yeah, yeah. And like uh, with them, everyone's still alive. Uh, so there you go. You know? Um, but uh, yeah, it's, just, it's a strange thing. Yeah. Because you, you really don't know. But, but I will say this. Like, like today and help, helping me deal with today was, uh, was a big help to Matt's book where it was just like, all right, great. You could, in the military, you could be dead at any moment. And mm-hmm. if you make the wrong decision by just a second, just one second, you're gone. And there's nothing you can do. And like, you know. In it this- is weird. All those guys, like all the drinking bros are a little bit. Exactly. Or, um, sorry, in the, in like the drinking bros, your podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. people, like yeah. Rocco, JT, yeah. Matt, whatever. They Absolutely. seem very like, we lost another one. And not like in a bad way, but they're just like, it happens. Like, yes. It just happens. It's yes. not like, you know, they're sad about it. And certain people, they're more sad than, than others. But it's just such a part of life. It's, it's weird. It's weird for civilians to be like, how do you? What do you mean you lost another one? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and again, like writing, uh, helping Matt write this book was just like, fuck. I, I, all right. I, I'm here. I'm alive today. Like, I, I you know, I, I'm sad, obviously. Right. But it's, uh, it's one of those things where you're like, fuck, I, you know, what makes one life more precious than another and that, that whole conversation right. and everything else. And you're like, uh, it, it gave me a little more clarity on to, to like, life itself and and you know how it's important to move on and, and all that stuff because yeah. you know i was on the jables wanted to watch you know real housewives today for mother's day and relax get some sleep uh we have a child so i took the child to the beach um ran around with him and like watching him play and run like you know free and uh, doesn't have a care in the world and you know there's nothing about what's going on no. in this life and it's Nor just like he. exactly yeah. But I remember sitting in the chair on the beach and I was just like, oh, all right. I, like, you know, his life is moving on. People's lives are moving mm-hmm. on. And it's, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. I read this article um, talking about what I was talking about before as far as like not knowing what to say to people. Or if you act like you, you know, don't want to talk about it. Maybe they don't want to be reminded or whatever. And there's a lady that lost her husband. So that's really hard, you know, like yeah. that's a real, yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. a really yeah. tragic but- sitch. And like, you know, sh- what she was saying was like, it's weirder when you act like nothing happened. Like if you, right. it, it makes it, it's better for me if you just come up and ask me like, what happened? What's going on? Of course you, you can't remind me. I think about it every single day. Sure. So there's no thing of like, oh, I forgot about it and you brought it up. It's like, no, it's better to not be weird and just be like, uh, I don't know what to say. I don't want to say anything like acknowledge that it's happening. Acknowledge that you don't know what to say or, you know, or ask the questions you want to ask or whatever. Right. What she said. I'm sure that's not the same for everyone. She was like, it's better for, for me. And I know it's hard for people because they don't understand what to say. But for her. If you came up to her, she would rather you just be like, 
I'm so sorry. I don't know what to say. Are you okay? Right. Is, you know, what's today like? Or whatever, instead right. of just being like, yeah, uh, I, I, nothing's you know happening. What? Okay. So like, I, I made the extra call tonight to my, my stepdad, and I was just like, yeah. hey, are you okay? Um, personally. Yes. Uh, I was just like, forget everything else that's going feel? on around what you. Yeah. Make you are, think? are you okay, yeah, personally? Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, because at the end of the day, you know, what I feel the most sadness for is my parents, mm-hmm. their parents, he's got kids, yeah. he's got a yeah. wife. Yeah. Um, like that, that's so where that's you're, you're just tragedy. like, oh, man. Yeah. Cause you don't ever want to lose a child. Um, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Mm-mm. And being a parent, you're like, all right, fuck. If the, the shoe were on the other foot, like, uh, I, I can't, yeah. I can't even go exactly. down that road. Yeah. Exactly. But after, you know, you live a long life like what i i don't know i don't know what that's like right i don't i don't know what that's like to be honest with you so on but, another uh, note um headlines sometimes get me yeah what do you got andre they're so stupid sometimes papa don't preach sure about the pope not preaching to trump when what? he when he meets when he meets with him he's like did this whole article about like i'm not going to be preachy to the to the pope to to trump I'm just going to talk to him and find common ground. Is the Pope but meeting? When I, is the Pope Yeah, on May 24th. But I... Where at? Just, the, at the Vatican? Um, Trump will call on Francis midway through his first foreign trip. So yeah, so after, he'll probably be at the Vatican. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when I just saw a picture of the Pope that said, Papa, don't preach on drudge. It's the news. I don't know. I That's just was news. like, it got me. Sorry, yeah. can we, are we good? Can yeah, we? yeah, 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 <laughs> we're fine. We're fine. We can go back to normal. I, uh, you know what, you know what else is interesting too, is uh, there was another Trump piece that I found amazing. Of course. Amazing today. Was uh, uh, Barack Obama. Maybe you know, president. Barack Obama. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was president for eight years. Gotcha. Uh, was also he went to law school, um, as most of you mm-hmm. know. They uh, one of one of one of his uh, law papers that he had to uh, to turn in um, is real like during school was was released. It was really funny. Okay, um, <laughs> what? Yeah. So he says, uh, Americans have, and and this was a quote from his law paper as a law student, Mm -hmm. which really come in full circle now. Really funny. Americans have a continuing normative commitment to the ideals of individual freedom and mobility, values that extend far beyond the issue of race in the American mind. The depth of this commitment may be summarily, summarily, that's that's a weird word. That's a weird word. What? Uh, dismissed as the unfounded optimism of the average American. I may not be Donald Trump now, but just you wait. If I don't make it, my children will. Um, the fact that Donald Trump at one point in his life was the gold standard of, of, of who he achieved and aspired yeah. to be. Remember that? Remember that? Was pretty Here comes remarkable. Staples. Yeah, it was was pretty remarkable. <laughs> Remember I, uh, when Trump was like killing it? Uh, so so it's it's pretty funny now to be like, hey man. Do you remember when you were in law school and you were because in college you dream about your life and you're like, oh man, life is gonna be amazing. My life's gonna be amazing. Right. Who, who do you want to be? Donald Trump. Uh, and then it just uh. comes back to. Guess what? People hated you so much that they voted Donald Trump as president. 
Um, congratulations. Congratulations. And then they get to dig up shit like this. That's what happens when you're super famous. Like they'll dig up shit that you wrote as a student in law school. Law school, I I will say this, you're older. Uh, you're, you're, you know, you're 23 at that point. Yeah. Been through four years of school. You know better. You know better. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, do you know better? I wrote, uh, man, I've written numerous papers, but Abraham Lincoln was probably my, my finest. I'm sure that if, you know, when this, when this new book becomes a bestseller and like shit gets fucking wild, uh, I guarantee you there's, there's going to be an old teacher who, who digs up this Abraham Lincoln paper I wrote. In <laughs> oh, high yeah. School. Yeah. Spills this about, you know, how much I admired Abraham Lincoln or some bullshit like that. Like, <laughs> You do love Lincoln. You know, it was funny, like, and I, and I remember writing it, and uh, it was, like, the first, like, long paper that you had to write, you know, like, that was, like, eight to ten pages or something like that, where yeah. you're just, like, uh, you're stretching every word, like, and yeah, he yeah, yeah, was spacing. a great American yeah, president yeah, yeah, because yeah. he was this, and we are so lucky well. he was in office, and I am forever in his debt and grateful that he was there to free the slaves in 1865, back in the day before the this. Day. Day. And it you're just like bu- you're bu- literally bu- stretching the words to stretch the pages, and it was just like, yeah, I guarantee you, some some fucking uh, perfect. Somebody will come out of the woodwork is that because of this story. And you remember this um, when at night she cries while he rides a steed came out. Yeah. Um, the day that it got released in bookstores everywhere. Uh, there was one teacher in particular that I did not like um, who uh, in eighth grade. Uh, he used to say uh, I used to was always like making jokes with people around me or whatever. Right. Mm hmm. One day he just fucking lost it, lost it in the middle of class. And he was like, Mr. Patterson, uh, if you think that you can just talk about your dick and balls all day and somebody's going to pay you to do that, you've got another thing coming. And I was like, "Uh, uh, congratulations. Um, (laughs) Literally talk about my dick and balls through all of the night she cries while he rides the seat. Yes. And it's in bookstores everywhere. You can just go and pick that up in the airport if you want. And uh, the oddest thing about that, and I don't, again, I don't know if he listened to like a podcast or something. Like, I don't know what his deal was. Um, but the day that that came out, I get a friend request because I did an article in Vice. I remember that. I did yeah, an article yeah, yeah. in Vice. I was in like, uh, I don't know, it was like the New York Post, page six mm-hmm. and all that other shit. And like, uh, I got a friend request and it was him from eighth grade. And I accepted it, and he just wrote on my wall on Facebook. He was like, I just want to say that I'm so proud of you, and I knew you would always do this. Oh, did you? And I was like, come on, man. Come on. (laughs) Come on. Come on. So I'm sure whoever is sitting on that fucking Lincoln paper is going to come back and be like, hey, man. You know what? I've got this. I got this in my back pocket. That's a level of fame. We We always talk about the levels of fame we want to get to or whatever. That would be a good level to 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 want to get to where someone you're so famous that someone digs up your like high school papers. Well, here's the thing. So f- funny you mentioned that there I, I ran for class president mm-hmm. for my senior class. Um, 
I did. You were supposed to turn in a speech mm-hmm. beforehand. They had to approve it, the whole shit, before you read it in front of the school. I turned in a bogus speech. And so I, I, what I did was I did, and I was already doing stand-up that time, so I did like 15 impressions in this, including the vice principal. Burned it the fuck down. It was legendary. And they taped it. It was mm-hmm. filmed. Uh, somebody stole the films from the library. Oh. So those exist somewhere. Somebody's got them. And I mean, I did like 15 impressions. The other thing was at the end of senior year, they vote like the top 10, like most influential people of the class. And then you get to, you give a speech, you know, to your class at the thing or whatever. And like, I was picked one. So I got to give the final speech and again, torched it. Like it's full. It was a full stand up routine at this point that I was already doing stand up for like two years. So I was real fucking ahead of the game. Stole that tape as well. So those two tapes exist out in the world somewhere. I don't have access to them. Wish I did, but I have a feeling they'll show up. Well, one day, I have a feeling they'll show up. So will this fucking Lincoln paper. This Lincoln paper that I wrote will show up, and they'll be like, you see, he was a piece of shit writer back in the day. Like, mm-hmm. in 11th grade, he was a terrible writer. Um, right. Because he was stretching out a paper about Abraham Lincoln for fucking 90 years. Um, that's just a guess. That's just a guess. Uh, this is the point in the show where we get to the revolutionary figure of the day. Uh, this one. Uh, this is a special one. This goes out to a- Anna Jarvis. Uh, she held a memorial for her mother, St. Andrew's Methodist Church in Grafton, West Virginia. Um, and she wanted her, she made a campaign for Mother's Day, for her mother to be recognized, uh, Ann Reeves Jarvis, um, who died in uh, 1908. 1908 was the first celebration of Mother's Day. Really? In this country. Hmm. Yeah. The more you know. You know, the more you know. Um, I don't think anyone knows that. That's, no. I mean, it's Mother's Day, and it's like a whole thing, but like, mm-hmm. I don't think that it was like, oh, because of Anna, Jar- thank you to Anna Jarvis in 1908. Um, yeah, doesn't we, matter what day it is, we're still not getting the yeah, recognition. We do not. Come on. You had, you, this was your day in the sun. The, this podcast? No. The no, whole, definitely the whole, not. The whole day. The oh, day, by the way, the day was, yes. For no, the audience. The day was good. We actually do this, we, we do this right now. So like, mm-hmm. this is 10 o'clock on a Sunday. This will be posted in like 15 minutes. Like, yep. you had your full day today. Did you have I a nice did. day? Did you have I a nice did. day? Okay, good. I did. Good. Did all the things I wanted to do, carb-wise. Yeah. You really, so you I really, really did it. Carb-wise, I'm, I'm, you did your I'm, whole I'm, shit. I did. Yeah, I'm proud did of my you. whole shit, so I better run that marathon tomorrow, <laughs> which I won't do. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Proud of you. Thanks. Uh, go to RossPattersonRevolution.com. Pick yourself up some sweet teas. We got some new teas on there. Uh, some tri-blends. Pick them up. Uh, also, if you want to send anything weird into the P.O. Box, uh, send it to P.O. Box 3793. Wilmington, North Carolina, 28406. We've gotten some awesome shit. Uh, still haven't gotten that syrup, by the way. Yeah. We're still waiting on that syrup, but I, everything else, we, I mean, we've got some wild shit. Yeah. Uh, also, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, the Zima, my love for Zima. Oh, there, yeah. There is, there is somebody who is hand-delivering Zima. Buddy Roller is his name. 
Um, okay. Why did that sound so familiar? That I know. name. The, he is hand delivering the Zima on Saturday. So I'm going to meet him at a bar here in Wilmington, North Carolina. Wilmington, Wilmington Bre- Brewery Company. Send me some dick pics. Yeah, so we're, we're going to meet at my fave Wilmington Brewery Company on a Saturday night. That'll be awesome. And he's going to exchange and hand off the Zima. Oh, my gosh. The so handoff, I'm dude. Super stoked about this. Yeah. Super stoked about this. Uh, but thanks for listening, kids. I hope your Monday's fun. I was a fucking blast. Uh, this was, we Back were all over it. the map on this show. Back at it, folks. Yeah, it's a weird. All one. over the map. That was a good one, though. Oh, fun. I mean, it's always a good one. Yeah, it is. It's always it a is. good one when we can sit down, little bloop bloop, hang out with you guys. Yeah, we love it. Happy Mother's Day, Jables. Thanks, man. Thank uh-huh. you. <laughs> good night, everyone. <laughs> good night.